Wow, what a way to end week one. Raiders pulled that one out, 33-27. to 27. Uh, Wow, just what a, what a game, you know. I thought it was going to be over, and then Lamar did fumbled. I just, wow, I don't even know what to say. I got to look back over the stats of that in a little bit. Holy cow, what a week one, though. From starting off on Thursday with the Bucks cowboys to this, NFL always knows how to do it, man. I don't know what I don't know what Roger Goodell does, but he is insane with it. Alrighty, so this kicks off episode two of the Jewel Fantasy Fantasy League podcast. In this episode, we will be recapping week one, previewing week two, and we will have two interviews uh, in this pod in this episode. So start off, uh, mine and Angelo's matchup. Uh, looking at the raw numbers, my running backs. Oh. Henderson and Montgomery did pretty solid. Zeke, I mean, he's going to bounce back, but Mike said he would be shit this week, and Vita Vey just Vita Vey and Sue just eat up eat up the inside. Herbert Allen stacked and go as exactly as planned, but uh, I guess Allen did good. Herbert, you just need a few more touchdowns in there, and he'll, uh, he'll figure it out. He had the yards. Brandon Cooks, last-minute switch because of Odell being out. Defense and kicker, they did their job for 14 total. And that ended up being the difference between me and Angelo because his kicker and defense only got one point total. Difference of 13 points between our teams, uh, between the defense and kicker, and I beat him by 11. I mean, obviously, Aaron Rodgers putting up a point is the main reason, but, you know, anything can happen any given Sunday. Uh, I mean, if Angelo... I mean, he really didn't lose out by anyone on his bench. He's just a, just AIDS, you know. I mean, you know, Rodgers just really put out a dud. Really put out a dud. Actually miserable. But he'll be he'll bounce back. Next game, we have Team Glipglop and Son on D's Nuts. Glipglop really brought out the glippy juice this week. What do you have? Two 30-point performances. One with Debo Samuel. From the 49ers, who knows what's going to happen next week with that team. Kyle Shanahan could give it to some random person off the street. Um, but, I mean, he's, he's he put up 30 points. I mean, he should be used in the weeks going forward. And then Amari Cooper, he was outstanding on Thursday against the Bucks. Lamar Jackson, we just saw, he had some costly two fumbles lost. So that brought him back under the, the 20 mark. Antonio Gibson, not bad. Eckler, I mean, solid output from his running backs. Oh, wow. The wide receiver. I see Thielen. Hawkinson. Holy shit. Yeah, he just went off. Just had one of those weeks. Mike just... Uh, I mean, Aaron Jones is only going to do better from here. Ty- Tyson Williams. Uh, he should be around that. Maybe not 16, but he's good for maybe 10 a week. D-Hop is D-Hop. Deontay Johnson. Uh, solid, but he got the touchdown. Not, not too many yards, though. That was a really gritty game up in Buffalo this weekend. Uh, 
Well, I like the defense and kicker in both these matchups. I mean, Mike Mike got 18, so I mean, you can't can't argue with that. You like uh, you like that from starting the season off strong on the bottom end. Looking at the benches, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Mike just got shit on. He put up 111 though, so I mean, just a tough draw week one. Next game. We have Just Grin and Barrett and Last Dance. Looking at Yurish's team, James, uh, James Robinson, a little low. Got a lot of receiving yards, though. Actually, no, same amount of receiving yards as rushing yards. He just, he just bad game. Jaguars, everyone, they were favored to win for some reason away with the rookie quarterback, rookie head coach. And as we know in the NFL, that does not matter with all the hype behind them. I mean, you still got to go and you got to play. It's like that game. It was a few years ago with the Browns and Titans when uh, everyone was saying, oh, the Browns are going to be so good. I think it was the year after they got Odell and the Titans and the, I think, I forgot who it was. Maybe it was John o. Smith. He's like, if you want to crown him, crown him. None of this preseason talk means anything. And I think they scummed them by like 30 or something like that. So you can't be given out like, uh, and anyone that has the preseason hype like that and has, hasn't proven it yet, they usually they come out flat week one. But that's what it reminded me of, that Browns-Titans game. Russell Wilson's always starting out the season strong. Let Russ cook. CR is definitely giving that good top to start the year. Corn Mara, just doing Corn Mara things. He's only going to go up from here. I mean, 16 is definitely a, the floor for him. Especially with Famous Jameis doing what he did. Robbie Anderson with the one catch, one touchdown, 57 yards. Not quite Mike Evans level. Mike Evans would have had a 1-1-1, one, 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 but this is definitely better because he also got the 50-yard bonus. So it was crazy. And it was also thrown by Sam Darnold. And the looking back, Anderson and Darnold were both Jets players two years ago, maybe. And they also played the Jets, too. So a little bit of a re revenge game there. But um, both teams got solid production from their defense and kicker. Matt took a gamble on Joe Mixon. Taking him, would he take him 28? So that put him third round, maybe. Uh, paid off week one. Joe Burrow looks very good. The Bengals pulled that one out. Did they pull it? Yeah, they did pull that one out in overtime. Uh, King Henry, nine points. Uh, that was just another bad game for them. They just got shut down by the Cardinals. And then, of course, Pat Mahomes, just, he's just Pat Mahomes. He's, wow. <laughs> Uh, one rushing touchdown, three passing touchdowns, a 50-yard touchdown bonus, and a 300 to 399-yard passing game for a total of 35.28 points. Just he's just Pat Mahomes. Looking at the bench though, Yurish could have won this game if he made the correct plays. Henry Ruggs definitely a questionable play when Jamar Chase is there, and Jamar Chase put up a 21, so that would have put him. We would have won this week, but. Got another 13 weeks left. Next matchup, we have Kieran versus Mondello. Mondello won this one by, was at 13. Uh, Tyreek Hill. I mean, he had that one touchdown grab when Pat Mahomes just became a magician, somehow scrambled out right, said, fuck it, Tyreek's down there somewhere. And he, Tyreek caught it, and he scored for a touchdown. So that gave, that was the 50-yard touchdown bonus, so that gave Nick a solid uh, 14 points, which probably put him over the edge. Kieran did not get help from the Baltimore defense. He came into the game with 
uh, 99 points, finished with 98. Defense gave a minus one. Uh, just not good defensively. They held up strong in the first half. They just shit the bed after that. Uh, Tom Brady looked good for Kieran. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's definitely going to be good. Uh, he should be solid all year with the play actions. Uh, Sean McVay loves doing that stuff. And Cooper Cup, if he stays healthy, will be on the receiving end of a lot of that. Mike Evans, he'll bounce back. Tanyan, I mean, maybe Kieran. He's, he's going to be gone in a few weeks. Kieran will pick someone up, maybe. Najee Harris, sketchy pick coming into the year. So, I I, I mean, he sh obviously he's going to do better than 5.4, but going to be a lot of ups and downs. But they also played a very good team in, uh, in the Buffalo Bills. Nick's vaunted wide receiver crew. They, uh, what they put up together? 56, pretty solid production out of three players. Running backs were a little weak, but his defense and kicker were there to shore up the back end for him, combining for a total of 17. Wow, he had Corey Davis on his bench for 24 points. Kieran had Shepard on his bench for 21, but no way Kieran would start Shepard over anyone else here. Um, yeah, just... Tough out for Kieran. Good W for Nick. On to next week for them both. Next matchup we have John Fenty versus John Plano. This is definitely became came to surprise, I would say, to everyone. John put up 145 points with his wide receiver two producing a whopping zero points. Uh, his first three guys all went over the 20 mark. Melgo hitting that mark with a 70-yard touchdown run against the New York football giants who suck for the record. I mean, that put him, what was that, two? Put him over the 100-yard rushing game bonus, two. It's three points, six for the touchdown, nine. Plus, yeah, 16 points right there, so that's that's Melgo for you. Uh, he, if he if he can get that touchdown, he probably would finish with 10 points anyway, which is what you could, that's all you really want to get out of your running back, too. Especially when you have McCaffrey, he's just going to, he should get you 20 a game. Just watch it. I was watching the Jets-Panthers game on uh, TV and had Red Zone on my computer. But, I mean, it seems like every time the Panthers had the ball, McCaffrey was touching it every, every single time. Like, always in the flat or just doing something. He had nine receptions for 89 yards, and then he had 98 rushing yards. So, I mean, he's good for at least 100-plus all-purpose yards per game. He didn't even get a touchdown this game, and he still got 23. Once he gets those games where he gets two touchdowns and 150 rushing yards, I mean, it's just that's just too OP. Um... Darren Waller, very good pickup by John. I guess made up for Ayuk just shit in the bed. AB showed out. He's definitely going to have a very good this year with Tom Brady and the Bucs. Defense and kicker. Uh, the Miami Dolphins and Patriots played a very weird game. The Miami Dolphins defense played good in real life, but fantasy-wise only put up four points. Uh, they had two fumble recoveries. Oh, wow. They gave up a lot of yards. Yeah, they're they're good for like some Schmeagle defensive touchdowns and special team touchdowns throughout the year. That's what Brian Flores does, and uh, Greg Deleg he missed <laughs> he missed a lot. Uh, in the words of Mike, it was a uh, was going up for an extra point, and Mike said, "Oh, it's an extra point. He won't miss this." Proceeded to miss it. So nothing is given in the NFL, even extra points. Mike, remember that. Oh, and he got the point two for field goal attempted from 60 yards. He missed it, but it's it's, it's a little bit better than losing out on uh, the full the full point that you'd miss for an extra point. 
on Fenty's side. Trevor Lawrence is pretty good in the start. Running backs, it's solid. Uh, he just got overpowered by Melgo and McCaffrey. He, yeah, John had five players in 20 points. Uh, Fenty's receivers, it didn't show up. Devontae Adams, of course, is gonna, that's going to change for him. And Michael Gallup, questionable playing the flex. Jamal Williams was pretty good, but there was a question mark there uh, about who would get more touches in that Lions game between him and DeAndre Swift. Jarvis Landry with 16.9. Odell was out, but he did have a rushing touchdown, so... Hmm. Interesting look. Kelsey with two touchdowns. That's going to be... The, the tight end uh, battle in this matchup definitely lived up to the bill, but John just had too much firepower on the running back end. And the final matchup is Adam versus Meshi. First glance... Justin Tucker had 11. Wash, rinse, repeat. Uh, I'm going to get him meshy at some point this year. CD Lamb, very good on Thursday with 20 points. Matt Stafford is also very good. 20, how do we get .34? Oh, because it's every five yards is .04 points. Yeah, I like that. That's right. Yeah, Matt Stafford is very good. Saquon, we knew he would be slow in coming back. Only had three points, but the Giants suck anyway, so I don't know. I, I just don't know. Jason Garrett's just a he really he's really not helping the Giants at all. He's gotta get fired midseason if we want to have a chance of even doing anything. Devonta Smith, uh, he caught a ball on the same side that he caught the Oh his touch his touchdown catch this week was the same touchdown that he caught against it was on the same side that he caught against uh, Georgia in the championship game. And it was also against two teams uh, teams from Georgia, too. Uh, they played the Falcons this week, so maybe he just hates, uh, hates Georgia. Kyle Pitts with a dud five. Julio. I mean, Titans just didn't show up, so no one played good on the Titans this week. Chris Carson with a solid 11. Looking over at the Adams side. Dalvin Cook, 17. A lot of fumbles this week. Wow, Gronk two touchdowns, that's right. Eight receptions, though? Holy cow, but he did lose Raheem Mostert for at least half the year, and he does not have the handcuff. Kyler Murray whipped his cock out this week. Very good. One interception, but I mean, that's fine. Over 30 points. Uh, Meshi won the defensive kicker battle, but Adam just had too much firepower in the middle with Low Lockett, yeah, he had 27 this week, so he's due for five next week. Uh, yeah, he just overpowered him between Kyler Murray, Ty Lockett, and Gronk. So that's it for this week. Looking ahead to next week. Oh, also, before we do that, I just want to recap who Mike said. So looking back when Mike was on the draft reaction video that I just uploaded today, well, I'm saying today, this is after Monday Night Football game. This probably won't be out till Wednesday night, Thursday morning, but I uploaded on Monday, September 13th. So I picked, let's see if I was right. I picked James to win. I picked Matt to win. I picked Mondello to win. I picked me to win, which happened. Oh, I picked Fenty to win, and I picked Meshi to win. So I went 4-2 and two on the week. Let's see what Mike did. Mike picked himself to win, and he lost.
He picked Yurish to win and he lost. He picked Kieran to win and he lost. He picked Angelo to win and he lost. And he picked Fenty to win and he lost. But he picked Habibi to win and he won. So Mike went 1-5. and five. That is miserable, Mike. Be better next time you're on. So looking at next week. Schedule. Oh, let me get the league schedule. Hold up. Give me a second. Oh, I've been looking at stuff on my phone. Come on. You could load. So, week two. Where is the schedule? Come on. Alrighty, so I got it here. So I play Mr. Burroughs next week. Let's see. Matchup-wise. Nah, too early for that. I'm just going to say the winners. I'm going to win. I'm going to beat Matt. Yurish and James. James wins that one. Kieran and Mike. Mike takes this one. Fenty and Nick. I think Fenty takes this one. Angelo and Meshi. Rogers might drop 35 next week. I might have to go Angelo in this one. And the last matchup, John versus Adam. What a matchup. I hate to say this, but I think John wins. So that's that's my prediction for the week. Looking back over at this week, there were some... I wouldn't say big name injuries, but some some decent names. Jerry Judy is out for a few weeks. He did not look good. I think he had like a broken ankle or some shit like that. Um, is Ayuk hurt? I don't know. He put up a dud. Who knows what happened with that? Saquon and Zeke. We knew coming into the week it would be a light load from them, but still uh, definitely hope to see them get going or. I wasted a top five pick on Zeke, who is the Cowboys quarterback, who I hate. And then I have to watch Saquon just do nothing all year. So it's just a double L for me. And then Mostert is out eight weeks with the chip bone cartilage, I think. So he's going to be out for a while. But the 49ers love doing a running back by committee thing. But they like doing a whole team by committee thing. And Kyle Shanahan, it just works for him. Looking at... Top scorers of the week and the duds of the week. So dud of the week, I'm just going to go and say the Packers offense. Uh, they Everyone just shit the bed there. Just a terrible game for them. The leading defense of the week is the Cardinals defense, surprisingly. Chandler Jones had five sacks and two forced fumbles this week. That gave the Cardinals defense a total of 17, and you could find them on the waiver wires for this week. The leading kicker for the week, Joey Slyly Sly on the Houston Texans, and he put up 14. They put up 37 this week, and yet the Giants can't put up more than 30 for the life of them. <sighs> Unbelievable. Uh, let's see, who put up the most? I think Pat Mahomes put up the most from quarterback. Running back is probably McCaffrey. Most likely, or Mixon. Mixon put up 24. Wide receiver is probably Tyree Kill. Tight end, probably Kelsey. 
And I stated the defense and kicker already. Got some awards to give out. First award of the season is the Ganges River Award for playing like shit. And that goes to Aaron Rodgers with a whopping 1.32 points. Maybe he should just go back to hosting Jeopardy because he sucks at football. No, I'm just kidding, Rodgers. He just, uh, he'll be back next week. He'll shit on the lines next week on Monday Night Football. The third leg award of the week for someone who just put the team on their back. IRL and in fantasy, Pat Mahomes. Um, Matt definitely he won by 14, but if Pat Mahomes only put up like a pedestrian like 20, 25, he, he would have lost. See, what did he lost? Did he put up 25, 10? No, he still would have won if he put up 25, but definitely needed all the points that he could get from Pat Mahomes. Uh, who's back of the week? My defense. I mean, come on. Everyone knows I play great defense. Held my first week's opponent to under 100. And uh, it's just going to keep on happening. Last year, I fired my defensive coordinator. I gave up the most points in the league. That's not going to happen again. You could mark my words. I will not allow that to happen again. So be aware. Be advised. Remember that. Uh, Just one other thing that's really just stuck out to me was how fast James got to 100 points. I think he was at 100 points by 2.30. And in the words of Mike, he got dicked down, bro, in reference to playing James. So that's basically what would happen in that matchup. Looking at the actual NFL and how everything uh, folded, uh, occurred this weekend... Looking at the standings. Let's see. Wow. Dolphins only team with the win in the AFC East. Steelers, Bengals, both 1-0. Interesting. The Browns had a tough matchup against the Chiefs, and the Ravens just lost a heartbreaker on Monday Night Football. The Texans, to everyone's surprise, are the only team with the win in the AFC South. And everyone in the AFC West is 1-0. Wow. To the NFC, the Eagles are the only team with the win in week uh, after week one. Everyone lost in the NFC North, so everyone is in first place, everyone's in last place, and everyone's in second and third place, apparently. Well, not according to the points difference and against, but, you know, they all have one loss. Everyone but the Falcons won in the NFC South, and the NFC West, another division where everyone won, so what is cooking up out West? Wow. Looking over the scores, it was a a good week one. Very good week one. Let's see how many games were decided by by the almighty one possession. Let's see the kickoff. Steelers-Bills, Bengals-Vikings, uh, 49ers-Lions. I don't know how that game ended up as one possession. Chargers-Washington, Jets-Panthers. Browns, Chiefs, Dolphins, Patriots, and this one. So nine games out of what? I guess 16 were played. So definitely a lot of blowouts this week. Well, one of them was the Giants. They suck. The Falcons suck. Colts just got thrashed at home by the Seahawks. Well, they only lost by 12, but still. Jaguars must really suck. The Texans beaten by 16. The Packers just threw up a dud. So uh, week one's a very weird week. 
in honor of SVP segment of good beats or bad beats, uh, one that stuck out to me because I had it personally, Lions plus nine. It was I just wrote it off as an L when the score was I think it was thirty eight to ten at one point. Yeah, thirty eight to ten with seven fifty four left in the third quarter. I wrote, oh it was forty one seventeen with nine fifty left in the fourth quarter. So what were they down? They were down twenty four, and then somehow they scored a touchdown, got the two point conversion with a minute fifty three left. Then they got the onside. They scored again, and they got another two-point conversion to make it uh, plus eight, or to only lose by eight. And they had another chance to even win the game because they put, I forgot who fumbled. Maybe Debo? I can't remember exactly who fumbled on the 49ers, but the Lions, they threatened again. But they only lost by eight. They covered plus nine for me. So anyone that had 49ers minus nine out there, that's tough because they opened at minus seven, so you got bad closing value on them. Another tough L was the Browns' money line. I mean, they played a hell of a game. They really did. They, they were taking punch after punch from the Chiefs. They even raced out to a big lead. They are up by 12 at halftime. But the one play that fucked them over was that punter, man. I mean, no one remembers when special teams are something good. They only remember when, something, uh, when they do something bad. And that, that really just fucked them because they just... Chiefs got the ball and with on what the ten, the fifteen, and they're just gonna cash it in every time. Travis Kelsey caught that touchdown. Uh, something I definitely did miss was the Almighty Witching Hour. In the Witching Hour, uh, like I previously stated before, the, the the Lions. I mean, I don't know what Gypsy spells they did to get back into the game. The the Vikings. They were. I mean, that was a game that I was looking at all like all day long. I saw the the Bengals jumped out to an early lead, and I'm like, the Vikings are going to come back. That's just the aids that was written all over the game. Uh, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, the Bengals got a field goal to make it 24-14, to 14, and uh, the Vikings just ended up tying it, going overtime, where it almost was at the first tie of the year, but... The Bengals pulled it out, and Joe Burrow started off the year 1-0. Joe Burrow and the Bengals started off 1-0. Uh, and also, the another story in the witching hour was the Thursday night football game. Uh, most of us were watching Heck Clasey's, and we all saw what happened. The Cowboys went down the field too fast. They left too much time. Wow, there was only... Those two field goals in the fourth quarter were the only points all fourth quarter for the Cowboys Bucks game. But what they leave? They left a minute twenty four on the clock, and we all knew that was too much time. Brady even got suck up in range for an under under forty yard field goal, which is it's just Tom Brady, and uh, that is just it's just what happens when you leave too much time on the clock for Tom Brady. He's fucking Tom Brady. And now over to Mike. Right, so I'm driving home, pissed the fuck off, cursing, screaming. I told you, motherfuckers, when I was there, they they bring you in, they suck you in, they go, oh, Mike, you got this, like, there's a chance, and then they fuck you, they long fucking dick you, and then they twist it with fucking spikes. It's the same shit every fucking year, dude. Holy shit. I fucking knew it. Minute 30 left, one time out, Tom Brady, Cowboys D, it's over. Game was over. Like, why did I even stay there fucking for a, a second longer? Why did I do that? 
Oh my god! And then a fourth on six, they fucking kick it with Greg Zerline to go. Mike McCarthy has no fucking balls. I fucking knew it. It's the same shit. It doesn't matter if you got Jason Garrett, Tony Romo, fucking Dak Prescott. Mike McCarthy does not matter. You will get fucked. You will feel Cowboys misery. You're just gonna be punished every mother. Dude, I, I don't even know. I cut off. I was just going on and on. I probably went on for like another fucking two minutes after I sent that because the Snapchat doesn't allow you to send long fucking posts. Whatever the fuck it is. Oh my god, dude. I I ah I lost my fantasy matchup because Amari Cooper went off and they couldn't even have the fucking decency to fucking get me a real life dub. <laughs> oh my god, bro. I hate these motherfuckers. Why? Why? If it, uh, dude, I, growing up a Cowboys fan, my parents should have been arrested, bro. This shit is like like fucking child endangerment of fucking like just just this is like like giving your kid just like making them eat lead, bro. Why? This fucking team makes me so mad, bro. Fuck. And you're going to hear the same shit like Oh, the Cowboys competed well with the Bucks. Oh, they're contender. No, they're not. They suck. They will rope you in and fuck you every motherfucking year. They do it last year. They're going to do it this year. You're just fucked. Oh, my God. I could feel it already. I could feel it. Oh, well, you took the best team in the league to a fucking last second field goal. No, 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 no. They will do that a hundred times out of a hundred times because you will get long dick by this fucking team and you will enjoy it. That is life, bro, with this fucking squad. You smile while they fuck you every motherfucking year. Oh my God, I'm 24 years old. I didn't even see a fucking AFC championship. The fucking Browns made the AFC championship before these fucking... Sc oh my God, bro. Fuck. Now my sister's looking at me screaming and shit. Look, he's like, oh, Mike, Mike's yelling in his car. What the... Uh, yeah, that's that's all I have for, for this week. We're going to have two interviews coming up. Hope to uh, see everyone at Clazy's this Thursday for the Giants-Redskins. Um... I really don't want to watch this game, but it's football. I'm glad it's back. I'm just, I might just throw a lot of money on the Redskins money line or spread to make myself feel a lot better. Let's check what the spread is right now. If it's some stupid number. Let's see, what are they opening at? Oh my God! Minus three and a half. We're at Washington though, and I don't think Daniel Jones has lost to Washington in his career. Let me double check that. Yeah, it's the only he's four. No, it's the only team he's magically good against. Passer rating of a hundred with nine hundred one yards, eight touchdowns, and three interceptions in four games versus the Washington football team in his career. Um. Historically, whatever, not that much of a sample size of only four games, but he's won every game against the, the Redskins. I think we had, we had a really close game against him last year when the defense started coming around at the end of the year. I think we pulled that one out, like 20 to 19. Yeah, 20 to 19 and then 20 through 20 again. So, no fits magic. Taylor Heineke is up to bat for the, for the Redskins. He gave, uh, he. But Taylor Heineke, 
when he led the Redskins last year in the playoffs, they gave the the, the Super Bowl champions Bucks the most uh, the most fits in their trip to the winning a, a Super Bowl. I think that game was only decided by nine points, but I mean, mainly the defense was just harassing Tom Brady all night. But I mean Heineke, yeah, he looked pretty solid out there. But yeah, hope you uh, hope you guys enjoyed the two interviews. Thank you. Alrighty, so we have our first guest of episode two of the Jewel Fantasy League podcast, Mr. James Brady. How are you doing today, James? I'm good, Mark. Thanks for having me, my friend. No problem, James. So uh, week one, let's see, you got the dub. Um, pretty con- pretty convincing dub over Mike with 164 points. You want to talk a little bit about that? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, so, I mean, first week of the season, the morale is, you know, through the roof. Um, you love to see your team pop like that week one, especially when you have uh, fairly high expectations for, for the team. Um, I did like it on paper. Uh, I really did like the way everything shaped up. Um, and I looked at Mike's team and I said, you know, this is a, this is a good team too. You know, especially knowing Mike, we've had some battles in the past. So I knew I was in for a good one. Um, you know, he did everything he could. It's not like his team did bad. It's just, I, I overperformed, but like I said, you know, the morale is high. I, I definitely feel good about the, uh, the big dub week one. Yeah. And, um, just first glance at it. I discussed this, uh, I discussed this in my intro because I, I went over every team, but like I said in the first glance, uh, Debo Samuel, 30 points, very crazy. You think he'll uh, he'll keep that up or just a – Well, so um, of all the players that really excelled in my team uh, this past weekend, he was obviously the biggest surprise, had him in at the flex. Um, out of everyone there, I was the, I was the least confident in him uh, because he's got to deal with Kittle. He's got to deal with Ayuk, so I thought um, – but it was really just a matchup that was appealing to me. Um, and it was either him or uh, Kenny Galladay. So it, it was truly an easy an easy decision for me because the matchup was there. Uh, Kenny's on a new team. And I, I know that team very well, so I didn't put much faith in him, rightfully so. So, But to answer your question about going forward, um, I don't obviously don't expect him to do that. Uh, you can't expect that out of really anyone. But, um, you know, if it, it's it's more than a good sign to see how many targets he got. I think he got, you know, 11 targets or something like that, nine receptions. So um, it's promising. And uh, I do plan on keeping him there this week. But we'll see as the week goes on. Got some time to think about it. Uh, what even happened with Ayuk? Like, was he hurt? Or? Um, I, I think there was a hamstring, a little hamstring injury that, that caused him to, to drop down the depth chart a bit. Uh, he didn't see even one target. So, you know, that's where Debo really just, you know, fed off of that. Um, but I totally expect him to to break through. I you get uh, in the you know in the future in the next couple of weeks if he can get back to full health because he's he's really good man. If you watch him play, he knows what he's doing out there. Who else do they have on the depth chart? Who else is on the depth chart? Oof, that's a good question. I feel like those receivers are always carouseling around. And uh, um, they have a new running back this week too. They do. They have Trey Sermon. Um, I actually I would have loved to get him. I knew he'd be you know, a good player going forward, just not this soon, you know, so he's definitely going to get his chance now. Yeah, no, there's a, no, I think Elijah Mitchell was the uh, leading candidate. Oh, yeah, he was, he was the, uh, was he the one that filled in? I didn't watch the game at all, unfortunately. So who's first on the waiver order? First on the waiver order, that's probably uh, whoever scored the least, Angelo, yeah. 
So he just got a running back for eight weeks. Yeah, pretty much. Essentially, you know, that's going to be a bit of a probably a bit of a battle. I don't know if uh, if he's going to stay there, Mitchell. Um, but it's promising, you know. Yeah, it's always good to have a starting running back on your team, though. Mm-hmm. So started off hot. Uh, Who you have week two? You two. I don't even have the app up myself, which I should. You have Yurish. I do have Yurish week two. Yes, I thought you meant my matchups. Yeah, I have Yurish week two. Um, what do you think? Uh, what do you think is going to happen? Yurish uh, has a pretty intriguing team. Um, he has a lot of like options at the flex. Um, I do think he'll be putting in DeAndre Swift this week, um, mm-hmm. just because even that lim- uh, limited fashion. So they say he did very well last week. So if he's the top dog over Jamal, like without question, then he has to be in your starting lineup, in my opinion. Um, but you know, Yurish, he does. He he makes some he makes some decisions where I'm like, damn, I respect that. You know, I wasn't expecting Henry Ruggs this week. Um, I can understand it over Swift, but Jamar Chase, like that, that's a tough call. You know, it's just unfortunate. So um, hopefully, going forward, that's not something that really like hinders his performance or gives him a headache that he has this you know this carousel of flex where he's always trying to pick the right guy. But other than that, his team looks really solid, man. Yeah. Um... I think so. I think, I mean, I like, I like, um, he's got Russ, he's got Kamara. Um, he has my, team. Like those he has my team from last year. Yeah, pretty much. Very, very similar. Let's take a peek. Yeah. That Russ Kamara duo, right? Did wonders. It did. So let's see. Just grin and Barry. You're fa- actually you're favored by five point four. Um, let's see. Yeah, I like it. I like his squad, man. I do. I think he'll. I think his projection will jump if he does throw in DeAndre Swift. Um, but Mike Williams against Dallas, I, I think he might do that. That seems like a smart a smart start, you know. Um, project projections to the side, you know, Dallas vulnerable vulnerable secondary. So uh, and he had a very promising week. So I, I, I totally uh, I totally like that start the flex if he stays with that. Yep, yep. Uh, so you watched what you what you probably got home. You saw halftime and onwards of the game last night. The game last night. Um, I really only missed the first quarter actually because oh. yeah, it was it was around one quarter. I saw most of the game. Yeah, crazy game. But something I want to highlight about that game is um, you have Lamar. I have Mark Andrews, uh, and I was expecting, I was hoping that they connect for a touchdown or something. But Mark Andrews is just a bum, and Lamar, fumbled, yeah, he, uh, he fumbled the ball twice. I mean, he like, did he did fumble the ball twice? He blew it's it. Fumble that second. He did blow it. Um, I don't. In my opinion, I think the O line blew it. Um, they gave Lamar absolutely no time to work. That man was scrambling on every snap. Um, but. Uh, what I will say is when he wasn't scrambling, when the, he did have time in the pocket, I feel like he made the most of it. Um, and he made some good throws. That one throw downfield to Sammy Watkins was, was pretty nice. Um, where he, um, it like dropped in over his shoulder. Say that again. Was that the one where he, uh, it like dropped? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. It is the one. Yeah. Sam, Sammy made a really good adjustment to catch that ball. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm worried about, you know, Lamar going forward or anything, but and it's not it's not great to see that he had 
he had no he had no time to work against a Raiders defense. Granted, their strong suit is that front four, but man, I was expecting more out of that O line. Yeah, well, uh, Max Crosby, that guy went off yesterday. Crosby's a dog. He used to be on Hard Knocks, the the John Gruden year. Yep. That was he was uh, coming through the woodwork. Yeah, that was crazy. Now he's here. Good for him. Yeah. But um, it's an overall crazy week one in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to read off the matchups next week, and you just tell me who you think is going to win. All right. So first matchup we have is me versus Mr. Burroughs. What do you think? Mr. Burroughs. Jamie, well, let me see how this looks up on paper. I'm projected the most points this week, which is very weird. What are you looking at? How are you looking? 118. <laughs> 118. Jesus, that's up there. That's a lot. So, I mean, Burroughs, he's got a good team too. Yeah. Um, dang. How do I get to matchups oh, i could just do my phone actually it's fine um yeah that should be a good one especially since it's you know it's you and matt that's two big personalities i'm sure there'll be some chirping involved um but yeah that should that should be fucking good um schedule week two oh, matt, matt takes that one preview there we go okay so you got the herbert ball oh, Mahomes battle okay yeah that's a herbert just because of the matchup of Mahomes is Mahomes, he'll he'll make it happen. Um, yeah. How do you feel about uh, Brandon Cooks against Cleveland? Uh, yeah. I have to see what I don't know if I want to start Odell. I I, I think I feel pretty good with Brandon Cooks. I took him. Yeah, out, I, I, took I him out of fire. Odell's got Houston, but you know Odell with that injury, man. And I've dealt with that shit. I know pretty early, but I mean, I got Cooks though, so that's not too bad. No, I, I definitely like it. Um, I think you got some decent matchups coming your way too. Um, I need the out. I think I think they have very high hopes for Daryl Henderson. I don't know if he's going to do all that unless he gets in the end zone. Yep. Um, I don't think the volume will really be there against a stout, you know, rush defense like that. Um, but if he gets in the end zone, then you should be in business. Mark Andrews, I actually read because I have him as well. Um, in three games against Kansas City in his career, he hasn't recorded a 25-yard game. Yeah, so obviously that's not great. But I mean, otherwise it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I like that matchup. I don't I don't think Matt actually has the best matchups for his players. Mm-hmm. But you know, this should, this should be a good one. I like it. Yeah, I need the uh, Herbert Allen stack to get to go off because it's very absolutely popular. yeah. If Allen yeah. can get two touchdowns, that could be very detrimental because that's a lot of points I would get there. I'd get 10 per touchdown. You got to assume that Derrick Henry is a little upset after his week one performance too. You think he's going he's gonna to pop? But then on the offensive side of that game, on the other offense, I have Zeke too, and that could be a crew offensive shootout, and I have the perfect players on both teams for that type of game. So I'm very happy. It is true. I mean, it looks good. Yeah, the projection, 117.8. Golly, it's yep. up there. Uh, game two, you versus Yurish. Oh, versus. yep, you versus Yurish. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, like I said, I like this one too. He's got a very intriguing team. Um, Mike Williams at the flex, I like that call. Um, 
Russell Wilson, there's a very good chance he tears me to shreds, um, but that's okay. Lamar Jackson, might, there might be a barn burner against KC, so hopefully he picks up picks it up a little bit. Um, other than that, I like my matchups. I like my running back matchups a lot, uh, more than his. Uh, James Robinson against Denver, I don't, really, I don't really expect too much. I think it might be similar to last week where they follow a passing game script. Um, but Antonio Gibson this Thursday, going to have to root for him against my Giants, you know. That's unfortunate, but I think he could he could actually put something together. Um, and then Eckler against Dallas too. So um, I'm very optimistic about my running backs this week. Um, my wide receivers, I feel like you know they have the potential to put up 15 points. You know, that's okay. You know, I'm not too worried about them. It's just it's my running backs that I'm looking at this week to rely on. Um, I would say we have we're in the same boat here with the uh, Dallas uh, Chargers game. You have a wide oh, are, yeah. and you have Eckler. So, <laughs> yeah, wow, that can game. be something crazy. And I've yeah, I have Amari in that game as well. A lot of your yeah. players are away this week, though. A lot of my players are away this week. Yeah, the whole the first three are home, and then after that, it's all away. Yeah, yeah. We'll see the Philly. I, I'm I'm intrigued by uh, Philly and San Francisco. Yeah, um, that should be a, a weird game. I think I, I don't. I'm not buying into the 32 to six against oh, yeah. Atlanta. I think That's Philly fine. is still a garbage can. Um, spread is, and I'll give San Francisco the benefit of the doubt. Um, I know that they dropped like tremendously last week, but that wasn't really on them. They were kind of just on the field the entire fourth quarter. Um, so I don't give them. I don't, you know, give them too much part of time. And they had a pick six. So I'm going to, they're definitely going to get the start against Philly. Yeah. The spread for that game is uh, 49ers by three and a half. So interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Next game, we have Sun on these nuts versus Turbos Titans. Who do you think is going to take this? Um, oh, man. I don't know, man. Um, I know Kieran's team didn't do as well as Mike's team this past week. Um, but that being said, um, they both have some pretty damn, actually, you know what? Mike's matchups are kind of filthy in, in a good way for him. Yes. Um, so yeah. I'm going to give him a slight edge just for that. Um, only because you got Jonathan Taylor against the Rams and Cooper cup against Indy. So, um, I'm not saying they're going to not do good. I, I have Cooper Cup too. I hope he does good. But um, those are just tougher matchups, whereas I don't see matchups even close to that on Mike's side anywhere. Um, so I'll give Mike a slight edge this week. But in a, in a matchup like this, especially the projection so close, you go either way. Who did – oh, Indy played the Seahawks. Indy got the Seahawks. They look great. Indy, Indy got fucked up last week. They gave up 100 yeah, rounds and Lockett at yeah. eight. So I mean, Indy's yeah, that was a weird team like that. Indy's defense isn't there yet, so could That's be true. True. Week one, yeah. Yep. The next matchup. Hold on, I lost something. There we go. Uh, Mondello versus Fenty. Very interesting matchup. Um. So we've got. Man, I don't know. <laughs> um, Travis Kelsey 
is, is probably going to put up, you know, gigantic numbers with what we saw from Waller last night. Um, lot. You know, he, he, he's Travis Kelsey, so that's that should be a given. Um, for Nick's sake, hopefully John who does something against the Jets to kind of match that. But, you know, you can't hope for too much against a guy of Kelsey caliber. Um, the wide receiver matchups look pretty good. They look pretty even. You know, they all have pretty good opponents too. Um, so that should be good between the two teams. The flex looks like a good matchup. Uh, and then both, I'm not, you know, I'm not crazy about either of their running backs. Um, so I, this, this may be the best matchup we have this week, in my opinion, um, mm-hmm. just because of how even it looks on paper. Yep. Yeah, Nick's, uh, Nick's figured, I guess he, he does have two running backs in that are projected 10 points when he went with no Yeah, I mean, I, I totally picked up on, on Nick's draft strategy. He went, you know, three stud receivers quick and then went for the guys that he knew would be leading backs, but you could get later in the draft. So I respect it because it worked out for him. Um, but uh, Mike Davis is yet to really prove himself. I know he's the lead guy, but um, in an offense like that, it's like you don't really know what you're getting. And then Javante Williams, he looked good too, but you know, Melgo is he's oh, gonna no. be an asshole for him. Um so, so who wins but, you know, Roger Peters look good. So uh, who wins it? You never made a who wins it? Man, that's tough. I'm gonna give it to Fenty. I'm gonna give it to Fenty. Um just because his matchups look a little juicier. I like his running backs a little bit more, and he is Travis Kelsey. Hmm. All righty. Next matchup we have is Angelo versus Meshi. Angelo versus Meshi. Okay. And both these teams didn't do too hot uh, week one. Um, but I think the tide, I think it will change for Angelo with his quarterback. Uh, Rodgers against Detroit, you know, I think it's a revenge week. Say again? Uh, it's <laughs> there. Not only is Green Bay home against the Lions, it's on Monday night football. Exactly. So that'll be, you know, it should be fine. You know, nothing's guaranteed, but if, if yeah. Rogers is going to go off, it's in that kind of game. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, you know, everything else looks pretty good. His matchups look really good aside from Josh Jacobs. Um, and then on Messi's side, uh, Messi's side doesn't look too hot matchup wise, actually. It doesn't. No. So I'm gonna have to give Angelo. The, I'm gonna give Angelo the edge because you got Saquon, who's you know against Washington. You can't ask for anything at all. Um, and then Rogers in just a game where he's supposed to go off, and then Nick Chubb against Houston. He's probably gonna get 30 carries. Um, I'm gonna give this one to Angelo. You think 30 carries for Chubb? No. I mean, I'm being, I'm, I'm not being realistic, but he's going to get the ball a lot. They're not going to have to throw the ball very much, I don't think. It could be a split game between him and Hunt this week. They both could go off this week. It could be. I mean, I, I'm just, even though Chubb, uh, you know, has to deal with Hunt, I'm never worried about his his volume. Mm. Uh, he's always going to get his touches no matter what. So um, I think he'll be fine. And I got to give the edge to Angelo. And then you got, D, uh, on top of that, you got DK against Tennessee and Godwin against Atlanta. Like, man, yeah, that's those are both very high potential games. So and, I'm going to give it to him. And look at his tight end. And Lance Tom. Oh, Titans love the Giants. Angelo is my pick. <laughs> Final matchup of the week. The fantasy yeah. act predicting them to be the closest. Oh, player. Lord. Adam and John Polito. Point one differential on the projection, eh? Well, 
you got two guys that are going to be chirping more than anyone this week by far. <laughs> um, it's not even going to be close. I mean, both quarterbacks should have a field day. Um, not necessarily Dak Prescott, but he gets it done. Like he gets the yardage mm-hmm. no matter what. So mm-hmm. they, you know, that's a great matchup. You got the one pick versus the two pick that enough said, um, Mel Govers Clyde. That's, you know, that's kind of an even matchup as well. Given them, given, uh, yeah. that the Broncos are playing Jacksonville. Um, Jesus, a Rob versus AJ Brown. That's pretty even too. Um, Jacoby Myers, uh, over Brandon Ayuk. I totally understand that move. Jacoby Myers is a great sleeper this week and he's playing the Jets. Um, mm-hmm. so it could, it could be okay. Yeah, I feel like that's a boomer bust type play, but it could work out. I'll give the lock at the advantage though on that. Um, Waller obviously gets the advantage over Gronk. And then DJ Chark and AB. I give AB the advantage. Um, I'm going to give a slight advantage to John Polino. Um, just the slightest advantage, just because on paper I like his matchups a little more. But both teams um, could both put up numbers this week. Absolutely. Yeah, John is pretty strong at quarterback, running back one. I mean, Darren Waller's a fucking – he's a tight – he's a wide receiver one. He reached he reached like crazy on A.B., but that could totally pan out. No, um, no, I, he had to reach because um, he had the end around. And I was going to snag A.B. too because right, that, right. that was something I wanted – someone I wanted in round seven. But um, I was so pissed when he took A.B. because he's going to have a great year. It's, it's, it's turning out to look good, yeah. I was wondering myself why A.B. was so damn low, but – yeah, I think he took him what seventh round or something like that. He's projected like ninth round, top of the sixth round maybe. But yeah, I was definitely gonna uh, snag him that in that round. Um, but yeah, I, I, this the, the probably the win probability they're both at fifty percent. Obviously, like this is this could totally go either way. Like I gave it to John, but more than any other matchup, this is this is a coin toss to me. Mm. Uh, so after week one, who do you think is the leading candidate for the champion? Still you? I mean, it's definitely me. Um, just cause I just dropped 165, uh, 164.2, I guess. Um, so bias aside, I'm just going to have to give it myself cause I whipped it out this week. That's fair. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of competitive teams, man, and it's early. So uh, injuries are going to happen. It's inevitable. They already started. Um, teams are going to change. They're going to switch around, you know? And you know, you're just gonna have to play it by ear and, and go. But yeah, I like I like my team a lot right now. Not only because they overperformed week one, but even on paper, like looking at my team, I I just like it a lot. So yeah, I, I, I I'm I'm gonna root for myself right now. Okay, Gabriel. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one thing you definitely hate more than anything is someone saying "GG's" in the chat before it's over. Hmm. And Mike, Mike was doing that a lot to me this week with my matchup versus Angelo, and I don't think he's learned that it's not over till it's over. It's not. It's not at all. Um, I think someone that doesn't get enough credit for doing this is Kieran because he does it every single week, and I'll never understand it. Um, he was correct um, when he was referring to the Ravens, but I mean, you have no business saying GG when you're only down twelve points. Um, I think that's just ridiculous, man. Um, I mean, it doesn't actually change anything, obviously, but, you know, it's all a mental game and that shit 
infuriates a lot of people. <laughs> um, so I'm not, I'm definitely not a fan of the GG beforehand. I was, I didn't even say GG to Polino, bro. And I was, it, you know, you know what I mean? Yep. Like it was locked up, ready to go. And I didn't even say it. So, yeah. Uh, one final thing I want to talk about uh, fantasy aside, just talking about the subway series we had this past weekend. What a pregame oh, slate we had. So, um, for me, it was kind of once uh, the football side of my brain turned on, the baseball side turned off. Yep. So once football started, I really didn't give a fuck anymore because I don't see the Mets making the playoffs. The Braves are just playing too damn good. Um, but, yeah, that's awesome. The Mets, uh, you know, they took this the season series, which is cool. Um, definitely happy about that. It, make, it gives you something to, to be happy about as a Mets fan. There really isn't much nowadays. Um, and you love to see the intensity out of Lindor. It made it, it made it a lot more interesting. So, um, how do you feel about it, Mark, as a Yankee fan? Well, the only game that I went to, they won. So that was good. That's true. It was a very good game. We went to on the nine 11 game, very cool, uh, ceremonies beforehand. Mm -hmm. I took the over in the game. So that hit, I made some money too. Really good. Paid for my uh, paid for my drinks and food there at the stadium, <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean it was a crazy matchup. But even Sunday night baseball, uh, well, the first game was a blowout, so we, mm -hmm. we knew going into the second game that wouldn't happen again. But yeah, right, right. And then the third game was uh, it's a crazy game. Lindor just well, Stan came back and tied at seven seven, and Lindor cranks his third home run before mm -hmm. asshole yeah. Vasgarian says Santa Maria as the fucking balls. <laughs> Or deck. <laughs> um, I uh, that. That, that's one good thing about the subway series is um i feel like no matter how each team is playing throughout the season you're always going to get a good series when those two teams meet up so um that's always that's always fun yeah it was uh tailgating before the game was like i'd never expect it to be like that because at Yankee Stadium, we just go to uh, the bars over there but that was really cool and like the intensity was just there all game like Yankees, it was like, let's go Yankees, followed by let's go Mets. And then, yeah, I was hearing that actually. When I was watching on TV, it was, uh, I would hear like, let's go Yankees. It's like, I'd hear both. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's how you knew it was split, split crowd. And, uh, so this Thursday, we have our dreaded New York football giants playing that we're going to get to watch in primetime at Clazy's. What do you, yeah. what do you think is going to happen here? Um, so, what what I think is the Giants, since I didn't watch that game, um, I can't really speak to their defense. I didn't since I didn't watch the game against the Broncos, but it, it didn't look great. Um, so I don't I don't even want to give them the benefit of the doubt against uh, Taylor Heineke. Mm -hmm. uh, plus, I have Antonio Gibson, so mm -hmm. I'm like in a weird I'm in a weird spot right now. Um, I think it will be a close game. Um, I think the Giants will pick their shit up. I don't think they're going to win the game. I think ultimately Washington will win because of their defense. Um, but I do think it will be a decent game. Spread is three for the football team. Um, I think that spread is going – I think the final score is going to be very close to that spread. And the over-under is 41, so they're expecting a – Absolutely. Get your drinks oh. – Catch your drinks in early on Thursday. Yeah, seriously. 41, wow. Um, I don't know how I how – what do you feel about that? Do you think that goes over? 
I no, I I don't I don't like betting. I'm done betting on the Giants. I'm done betting on the Jets. I'm just I don't bet on them. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't bet on the Giants to score twenty points. So I mean, yeah. I don't think I don't think you can touch that over. Um, but yeah, that should be a good matchup. Hopefully, it, uh, it lives up to what happened last week, which is it's a lot to ask for. But you know, let's hope it's a, hope it's a good one. Well, uh, one interesting stat to look at: Daniel Jones has not lost to the football team in his career. He is not. Um, but I, uh, I don't know if you recall, I was t- I was talking to you a couple weeks ago, not even about you know the Giants this this year and. Uh, it's time. This is the year they finally lose to the football team. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to lose twice, but they will lose at least once. So that's very confident. 0-2 and the playoffs are already out of the question and we're, we're looking ahead to next year already, right? Yep. You know. <sighs> Another year of it's actually it, it comes to a point where It comes to a point where we wish we were a little bit worse just so we could get an even better draft pick because I feel like we kind of just strand ourselves. Where we're not good enough to make playoffs, but we're not bad enough to get someone significant. So um, I don't know. I hope something changes. I just don't want to be middle of the pack again, man. Maybe next year. We'll see. We'll see. That's all. That's all I have. Uh, any questions you want to ask me? Um. So, how do you feel about your matchup next week? Do you think you got a you got a W in your future? Gonna be a very good matchup, but yeah, I got the W locked up, signed, sealed, and delivered. I like the confidence. I do. Yeah, my def- my defense is back this year. Got a new defensive coordinator. We're, we're yeah, Rams, right? No, nah, we got the defensive coordinator back. I know, but I mean, <laughs> oh, oh the yeah. actual defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do like Rams. That's not touching year. 100 this week. Matt's not touching 100 this week. Matt, you hear that? Not touching it. <laughs> wow. Okay. The All defense right. is going to be stout, you say. All right, Mr. Brady. Good having you on. Thanks for having me, Mark. It's an honor. It's a pleasure. Adios. Adios, my friend. All right. Second guest we have of, of episode two of the Jewel Fantasy League podcast is none other, none other than the league villain, John Polino. How are you doing today, John? I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm excited to be here. Excited for fantasy football week two. Good, good. All right, so let's see. Week one, who did you play? So week one, I played hey, the commissioner, God. Fenty. All right, want to talk about that a little bit? What, what were your thoughts going into the week? Uh, just, just what your team did. So week one, honestly, I was kind of nervous. Like looking at it, I thought my team I drafted – uh, didn't really get a running back too. So that, that kind of got me a little nervous. Uh, my wide receivers, I really didn't expect AB to go off the way he did, but he did. So I can't really be, uh, too mad about that. But Fenty, uh, I don't know. Fenty had the three Pete that I thought was going to absolutely punish me with, uh, let's see. Where's Fenty's team? Oh, yeah, Travis. yeah. I thought that three, uh, trio was going to absolutely punish me, but Unfortunately, Devontae Adams shit his pants. Terry McLaurin's quarterback got hurt, so help me out a bit. Yeah, well, Devontae didn't shit his pants. Aaron Rodgers forgot how to throw the ball, which led to me winning. So, I mean, it's a win-win. Um, after Thursday, after the Thursday night game, you were sitting pretty with the 29 between Dak and 22 for it. Oh, you had Greg the leg, too. He missed an extra point. And he missed a 60-yarder, but at least you got the point two back for the 60-yarder. So Greg DeLeg should definitely be over 10. 
should have been over 10. So where were you at? You, you were at uh 60 going into yeah. Sunday. Yeah, it was around 60. I mean, I was actually not going to start Dak because I mean, against that Bucks defense, it was, it was a little nervous for me, but I was going to start Jalen hurts because he was playing the fucking, uh, the shitty Falcons defense. But I said, I can't not start my stud. And I did. And it paid off. And of course, AB absolute goat. And then, uh, Greg DeLeg, Yeah. They really helped me out. Close out the win week one. Yeah. Jalen hurts. He, uh, wow. I didn't even realize he put up that much. I mean, it wouldn't have mattered for this week, but, uh, yeah, definitely. Good. I guess you, Dak did do better, but it really wouldn't have mattered since he won by 35. But uh, Brandon Ayuk with a fat zero. You scared about him going forward? No, no. Listen, listen. You know, people have those games. You know, it was, uh, you know, (laughs) it wasn't a good week for him. He uh, apparently took training camp as a joke. I don't know. Something I saw uh, in the news this week that he didn't really care much about camp. Hmm. And the coaches were saying, you know, he was kind of goofing off. So hopefully he kind of gets his fucking head out of his ass and gets me some goddamn points because laying another goose egg i don't know that that's kind of droppable well when'd you draft him uh don't worry about it (laughs) holy shit we don't need to talk about when i I was hey you know it's fine you could lose a fourth round pick at any year and you could still win the league Yo, whoa, whoa, whoa! Listen, listen. He, he he's gonna be fine, all right. There's still time in the in the, the season. He's gonna bounce back. Relax, relax. He's he's here to stay. Don't worry. I was very angry when you took him and when you took AB. So, but I guess. Yeah, I drafted AB. I think pretty early. I mean, I don't think I was gonna get him on like the uh, yeah, comeback, no, but I yeah, did draft him pretty early. Yeah, you got him on the end around. Uh, McCaffrey is just McCaffrey. He didn't even score a touchdown and he still put up 23 points. So I guess once he gets those two touchdown AIDS games, he's good for 30. He's, he's just going to keep on doing that. What, what was his stats? Oh yeah. 98 rushing yards, 89 receiving yards and nine receptions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah but yeah, but Mark, you got to be a little careful when, uh, when you talk about McCaffrey with me, cause, uh, my running back luck the last couple of years have not been good. So every time this guy is in the fucking backfield, getting ready to get the ball, <laughs> I'm, I'm holding my breath. I get real nervous every time he gets hit. Oh my God. It's, it's very nerve wracking. It would be a shame if uh, someone else had your handcuff. Listen, dude, I don't give a fuck about the handcuff. All right. Listen, <laughs> Chubber's not going to do shit, and that's that's my Trojan horse. That's how I'm sending my gypsy spells your way. All right. He's infecting your team with AIDS. Nope. Your second running back, Melgo, a personal favorite of mine, broke off a fat 70-yarder last week. Maybe won't do that again, but if, if you get a 10 points out of your running back to every week, that's all you could ask for, especially with Dak and Waller's just another OP wide receiver. So the teams, uh, if Ayuk figures it out, the teams are coming together. Really is Johnny solid bench. Oh, dude, you, you can't you can't forget Darren Waller. That dude's an absolute stud. Uh, what? How many targets he had? Like he had nineteen targets. Holy that's shit. that's third most in NFL history in, in tight ends. Really? Yeah, Jason Witness twenty three, and actually he was against the Giants. I think in like twenty thirteen or twenty twelve, something like that. But yeah, let me fact I can check you on that. Yeah, I looked it up the other day. Jason Witten had 23, Waller at 19. I think it was Tony Gonzalez who had like 21, something like that. But, I mean, 19 targets, 10 receptions, 105 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, I can't ask more for that other than maybe Derek Carr not being a fucking absolute shitbin and maybe connecting a little bit more. But, you know, can't really hate on that. 
Yeah, some of those uh, throws that Derek Carr had, Boiler could have came down with them, but still, he came down. Uh, he did only come down half of his catch, so that's. But a lot of the times, they were just like bad throws at his feet. So yeah, you're right about that. And against the Ravens' defense, I mean, you know, Ravens' defense, I know they're hurting a little bit, but I mean, they're still a pretty good defense. Mm. So one and 145 points. You beat the commissioner. You're in second place in the league right now. Have you ever been this high before in the league? Unfortunately not. No, the third was my absolute peak, but you know, yeah, we're, we're coming back. That's why I drafted Dak Prescott. It's comeback season. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, so looking ahead to week two, who do you play in week two? You play. I play Adam. Cash Masary. Masary, the way, whatever he says it. Yeah, going to be a tough week. <laughs> um. Look at looking at his team and his matchups this week. I'm not gonna lie, his team's looking pretty fat. I'm a little nervous, but uh, it's all right. We're gonna take one week at a time. Well, you're also gonna be uh, helped out by that Chargers Cowboy game that we're all everyone's predicting. It's gonna be a crazy high scoring game. I have three players in that game. James has two players, and you have the quarterback. I mean, this this game is gonna be crazy. It sh- it's on paper, it, it should be crazy. It should be a shootout. Um, you got CMC against New Orleans. Yeah, he's good for a touchdown. Melgo visiting the Jaguars. He That's good a, eating right there. That could be good eating. Uh, Kobe Myers. I'm AB. more nervous about Darren Waller though against Pittsburgh. Waller? I don't know. Uh, he he'll get he'll get his ten targets. May not oh, get. Yeah. He'll get a eight nine points, which is still very good for a tight end. But if you're counting on him to be a wide receiver. Oh, shit. He's going up against Gronk. Oh, boy. And Tom Brady just said Gronk's in the best shape of his life, too. So, oh, boy. That's a problem. Yeah, it's not looking too hot this week. We'll, we'll see the absolute grit that my team has. And hopefully if AB can repeat another week against the shitty Falcons defense. I mean, who knows? I just hope he uh, doesn't drop a dud. Oh, you, uh, you're starting Cardinals defense? Uh, unfortunately, I might have to. I mean... They did an absolute bang-up job week one. So, I mean, why, why not stick with them and, and hold out? I mean, unfortunately this week, I mean, if you want to go into about waivers, I mean, Mikey kind of took my waiver claim this week with the Saints D. But, uh, yeah, there's nothing really on waivers that I could pick up for a defense that's looking uh, appetizing. So I think I might just have to stick with the Cardinals. Yeah, the team's looking solid, minus the wide receiver too, because there's a question mark around Jacoby Myers. Is he a rookie? Uh No. I don't think so. And I mean, besides he's playing the fucking jets. So, I mean, I don't think it really matters. It's always a one o'clock blowout. So I'm Mm. hoping that if he can get me a touchdown, that's fantastic. If not, I'm hoping fucking eight points, maybe. How many touchdowns do you think you're up besides Dak? How many touchdowns do you think you'll get between uh, your running backs, wide receiver, tight end, or between and your flex? So Dak. Oh, you didn't just set your whole team. Maybe even include your defense and kicker. How many touchdowns do you think you're getting this week? Uh, I mean, Dak, I think I think he's going to get four this week. Maybe three if I think Zeke's going to get his head out of his ass. McCaffrey, I want to say two, but one one definitely. Melgo, I think, is good for one. A.J. Brown's good for one. Darren Waller's good for at least one. Uh, I mean, A.B., maybe. Jacoby Myers, I don't I highly doubt it, but. You know, I, I'd I'd like to say somewhere in the ballpark of I don't know eight eight, eight to nine. eleven maybe eight to eleven. 
we'll say eight to ten. That'd be pretty nice. Eight to ten, yeah. Last week, I I only had two touch. Yeah, I only had two touchdowns last week. No, I maybe Justin Herbert had one, but it was not a good performance by my team, and I still pulled out the W somehow. Yeah, I mean, last week I think I only had let's see, three, four, five, six. Right I only had lot. seven last week. Only. Well, I mean, Dak had fu- Dak had fucking four of them or three of them. And still, so I mean, and you said you so you had four. You, had, you have four touchdowns in your main guys. I mean, that's that's still good too. That's without McCaffrey scoring. Waller scored, right? Yeah, Waller scored. Uh, AJ Brown scored. Melvin Gordon scored. But I, I mean, I don't expect Melvin Gordon to get a seventy-yard touchdown the way he did. Uh, but uh, Dalvin Cook should definitely eat next week. Oh yeah. And Kyler, he's playing fucking Minnesota. Mm, at home. Mm. I don't know. But he does have a shitty kicker in Graham Gano because the Giants can't can't score more than 10 points a week. So I don't know. I think I think what's gonna save me is his wide receivers. I don't know. If you ask me, Tyler Lockett's pretty hit or miss. DJ Charles is also hit or miss. Like a lot last week, so he's due for a dud this week. That's what I'm saying. I think they're gonna I smell regression in the air, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Big regression guy. So who do you think uh, takes this matchup, you or Adam? I'd like to say I'm confident, say I'm going to be 2-0, but it wouldn't surprise me if Adam beats me and talks his shit because I don't think I've ever beaten Adam in the league, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck it. I'm going to stay strong. I'm going to stay confident. My team's going to blow Adam out of the water. Blow Adam out of the water? It's not even going to be close. Not even close. Uh, I'm going to say GG's at like 2 o'clock. GG's at 2 o'clock. Oh, boy. Let's see it then. Let's see it. All right, the next game we have is me versus Burroughs. What do you think about that game? Burroughs' team actually surprised the shit out of me because at first I thought, wow, this kid's team, little little top-heavy, you know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. I mean, holy shit, like week one he dropped 121. That, that's pretty impressive. I mean, Jerry Judy got hurt, so he doesn't have that anymore. I think Calvin Ridley is going to step up big. I mean, he only scored seven points week one. Joe Mixon though, twenty four points. Yeah. Yep. He's he's looking like a nice gem. Derrick Henry's obviously gonna now. pick it up. Running back one. He's the first overall running back right now. Yeah, unfortunately, uh McCaffrey couldn't have that. And Melvin Gordon, I got the two three, but that's fine. Oh wow. Yeah, I know. B- big running back guy. But uh Derrick Henry obviously gonna pick it up. Mahomes is Mahomes. I don't know. I think he's got a pretty disgusting team. And then of course you. Obviously Zeke's gonna pick it up. Herbert. Definitely gonna pick it up. Brandon Cooks is a, is a surprise right there. Honestly, it kind of threw me uh, for a loop. I didn't yeah. think he would do uh, as good as he did. I mean, he's got fucking Tyrod Taylor throwing the ball. He's a he's Mark, a he's a serviceable quarterback. I know, but still, like, it's the Texans. Like, yeah. Come on, they're not they're not supposed to be good. Yep. And then, wow, Mark, holy shit, you're starting OBJ this week at flex? That's balls right there. Yeah, I think I think he might be out now, actually, but we'll keep him in to get his morale up. We'll Damn. keep him for now. Maybe Henderson will get the start. Maybe Boyd. I don't know yet. What do you think about your team, Mark, after week one? Anything you would change? I'm feeling good. Um, I, I'm very happy with my waiver wire pick, pick up this week of Larry Roundtree. Snipe him. <laughs> 
I don't know if I would use him. I mean, he, if Eckler goes down, he would be the starting running back, but maybe I could flip him for something. I don't know, because I don't want to have three charges on the team. Maybe I would flip one of the other charges. Who knows? But can never have too many handcuffs, as you could see on my team. I have seven running backs. Yeah, I mean, that that's pretty fucking disgusting. I think eventually you're going to drop at least two of them because, I mean, like your bench is literally nothing but handcuffs. Well, Christian Kirk, is uh, he went off last week, and I think he's going to have a good year this year too. Did you pick him up on uh, – No, no, no. I drafted him last round. I said, oh, fuck it. I guess I'll just pick a fellow Aggie, and I just got him, and he put up 21 points last week. Holy shit. Because didn't Larry Fitzgerald retire or some shit like that? I, I thought he's been retired. I could have sworn I saw he was a free agent uh, on the app. I could be wrong, but he's not on the Cardinals. Wow. No, no, he's on the Cardinals. Yeah, no. So yeah, that that target share opened up. He's a good receiver. He's fast, so hopefully he has a good year this year. How are you going to disrespect Darrell Henderson though, putting him on the bench? He's uh, he'll he'll be back up soon. I need to get Odell's confidence back. Henderson understands. I had a nice talk with him. Understood. Fair enough. So who do you think takes this matchup? Oh, that's a tough one this week. Uh, um, Remember, I play good defense too. I know you play good defense. You learned it from me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think, I think this week you might take it. I just don't see a world where Zeke doesn't do well. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are hating on him. I think last year was just a fluke. Justin Herbert, I think, is going to have an absolute stellar week. You actually, Mark, in the draft, that's who I wanted going into the draft. I wanted the Herbert Keenan Allen stack, mm. but uh, I started to pull away from it last minute. Uh, you know, I think you have a pretty good team. I don't know if Brandon, uh, Brandon Cooks does the same. Mark Andrews should be good. There's no reason he shouldn't. I don't know. I think you walk away with this with a close win. Though. Good to hear. On to the next matchup, Yurish versus Mr. Brady, the leading candidate for champion of the year so far. Who do you think is going to take this one? Oh, I got to go with James. James's team right now is looking absolutely disgusting. It's yeah. looking filthy. No hesitation. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yurish has a good team. He usually does have a good team every year. I mean, he's got Corn Mare on, on the fucking squad. Mm. He still has DeAndre Swift on the bench. He had a pretty good week. I don't know. I just, like, don't get me wrong. His team's good, but James's team is just fucking great. I mean, not, not to, you know, hype up James too much because, you know, he's the one seed right now. I'm the two, but... His team is looking pretty fucking nice. Not bad. Okay. On to the third one. Mr. Michael Polino versus Kieran Corrigan. Oh, no. Mike. God, I hope he doesn't <laughs> listen to this. Uh, I mean, just looking at Kieran's team, uh, it, it's a little bit of an interesting team. Don't get me wrong. I think his running backs are solid. They just had you know a little bit of an off week. Cooper Cup looks nice. T. Higgins looks nice. Mike Evans, I don't know. That's just something I won't go near. And then you got Mike's team. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> this one right here, it just it pains me to say, but uh, fuck you, Mike. I gotta, I gotta use a gypsy spell. Kieran's winning. Uh, it's just is winning. Kieran's gonna take the dub. Mike's team's dog shit. It's gonna stay dog shit. And. Uh, yeah, there's nothing else to say about it, really. Oh, I see Matt texted in the chat. Oh, smack talk. Oh, I just, that's just a side note because I was scrolling through and I see in the bottom now. Okay, Matt, I see that. 
Um, on to the next game, Mondello versus Fenty, a matchup of two commissioners. Who do you think is going to take this one? This one right here, because they, I don't know, to me, they're very similar teams. If you look at them, they both, like, I hate to say it, but, like, they both really don't have running backs. Like, yeah, sure, Fenty has Miles Sanders, but, like, is he really going to, you know, sustain that? Devontae Adams versus Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs versus Terry McLaurin, and then he's got Kelsey. Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be close. I'm going to say Nick's going to pull away with the win. I mean, Tyreek Hill has just proven to be just so fucking good, and I just don't see a world where Josh Allen doesn't have uh, a hot week with Diggs this week. So Mondello wins this one? Yeah, I, th- I think it's a close one, though. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have... Uh, the last one. Yeah, this is the last. Yes, this is the last one. Uh, Angelo versus Meshi. Who do you think take, takes this one? Uh, I think Angelo takes this one pretty cleanly. I mean, I got nothing against Meshi, nothing against his team, mm. but I don't know. I think I think Meshi is a very interesting team, you know, hearing everyone else talk about it. Uh, I'm not saying his team's bad, but I definitely think in the draft he uh, he reached on some players that he could have gotten later. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing, but I think his team is uh, very interesting to uh, to say the least. Angelo's team, I mean, I think Angelo just had a rough first week. I mean, he's he's got some pretty big studs. He's got the waiver claim that he made with uh, Elijah with, uh, Elijah Mitchell. I mean, it but it, it wouldn't put it past me if Elijah Mitchell uh, dropped a, a goose egg this week. I I think uh, I think he was a big bait this week for waivers. But yeah, Rodgers is playing the Lions at home on Monday Night Football. So throw your life on the Green Bay spread. It shouldn't be close, that one. So who do you think hits 100 per 100 points first this week, Johnny? It's 100 points first? I mean, I'd have to look. I'd have to look at the matchups because, I mean, if, if you have guys that are all playing at 1 o'clock, I mean, it's kind of unfair, don't you think? Give a quick glance. Quick glance? I mean, I can tell you what, it's definitely not James. I don't even see a fucking 1 o'clock game here. Uh, ooh, might be Yurish. Oof. I don't know, dude. That's actually a really tough question. Fuck, you got me. Um, I don't know. That right there is a very tough question to answer. I'm just going to go ahead and – I'm just going to say myself, dude. Like, fuck it. Everyone in this league is under my wrath this year. That's all I'm saying. I think I'm going to be the first one to get 100 points this week. Four players playing at 1 o'clock, so you're going to get 100 first? Yeah. All right. going to put up 25. McCaffrey's going to get me 40. <laughs> oh, shit. Don't worry about it. Darren Waller's going to finish off the rest. Jacoby Myers is going to help out. Don't worry about it. We got it. I think the most one o'clock games might be Mondello with six, but who knows? And who do you think is going to have the most points this week? Damn, dude, you're fucking hitting me hard with these questions. I haven't looked at like any of the matchups, but. Already uh, Wednesday. Come on. It's waiver wire Wednesday. You got to be primed for the next. Yeah, listen, listen, listen. As, as the literally the leader of the league in terms of waiver claims, okay? I, I'm literally just scrolling through waiver claims here. I'm not looking at any of the matchups. Most points this week, fuck. I'm just going to go with James. That's a pretty safe pick. I mean, his team has good matchups this week. His team's looking good. Got to go with James. 
Yeah. So uh, one other thing I want to talk about is, let's see, what time it was Sunday that you started texting me some some absolute malarkey? No, I only speak facts. There's no malarkey here. Um, yeah, so you come at me at 225 saying, did you take my defensive coordinator? Because this is when uh, I held Angelo's team. I held, he, didn't have, he didn't have a point for like a solid like 20 minutes when a lot of games are going on. And I said, I don't need your bullshit. And you tried sending me some gypsy spells and some dark magic, but it's not going to work, John. You're just, I, I think it is. I play, I play a good brand of defense. You're not going to break my wall and you're just not good. You have to understand that. Mark, you see that there's a thing that you have to understand the last three years. I've been taking notes every, every year, every week. I've been taking little notes, seeing what you do. Because, you know, I mean, realistically, I, I got to give you respect that you deserve. I mean, you've been the best in the league the last three years, three-time champ. You know, I, I got to take some notes. I got to tip my cap to you. And I've been taking little notes, writing down little things. And I think I finally art, mastered the art of, uh, of gypsy spells. Yeah. And uh, I think this year I overthrow you and I send you, uh, send you into a world of hurt, you know? Mm, yeah, you know. Often replicated, never duplicated, John. Remember that. I don't know. I mean, what I was doing to you Sunday looked pretty good. Yeah, I pulled it out, though. I held Rogers to a point. Are you kidding me? Who does that? Mark, listen. It, Who it was does that? Luke. Listen, listen, listen. You played Angela last year in the chip. Angela's team shit his pants. Listen, you, Angelo just he can't face you. I don't know what it is. You're like his kryptonite or some shit. I don't know. Again. Not this week, though. Oh, well, I play him again, though. Oh, you play him twice a year? Yeah, because I play, I'm going to play him twice because he's my first opponent. And then I play Matt twice. And then whoever I play next week, I play them twice. Who do you play twice a year? Because I think there's three people you play twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see the schedule. Because I play Adam twice, Fenty twice, and Angelo twice. Yeah, I'm going to play yours twice. Wow, 14 weeks. That is crazy. Very crazy. Uh, last thing I want to ask you is, uh, so this podcast, this idea came up when we were playing Rocket League together. Uh, what's your favorite part of playing Rocket League would be, John? Oh, boy, the question that uh, <laughs> I thought about, honestly, for, for quite some time. I mean, I really don't know how to answer this. I mean, my brother just walked in, so maybe he could help me. Mike, what do you think playing Rocket League, what Mark is like? How would you go about describing that to a person who plays Rocket League or maybe doesn't play Rocket League? Playing Rocket League with Mark? Playing Rocket League with Mark? Like Can you hear him? You have to come a little closer. And you gotta start like fucking. Uh, you gotta start, like, oh, he's he's rambling. <laughs> he's rambling. He's he basically said honestly a a good description of it might be my team. I mean, you got Christian McCaffrey at running back one. I'm basically like the Christian McCaffrey of Rocket League. You can even say Mike is, I guess. But unfortunately, you got to fucking play with goddamn Melvin Gordon. And <laughs> Melvin Gordon is even too good enough for you because, I mean, Melgo had his no. prime. He, he's, he's all right. He, he's, you know, no, serviceable. You know but playing with you is, like, absolutely miserable because like you Alan got – It's like Allen Robinson and his quarterback, Mike said. It's like you got you got one good aspect of it, but the other piece of the puzzle is just fucking missing. It's just not there. It doesn't right. click. That's a that's definitely a good comparison. I would say that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, come on. Now. I mean, you can't fly, dude. It's been what fucking three years that you played Rocket League and you still don't know how to fly. Yeah, I'm, I'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> You'll figure it out. <laughs> All righty, Johnny. Any questions you have for me? Uh, where do you see yourself after this year, dude? What, what, do you, what does the three-time champ have in store for us? Because realistically, I mean, you're still a, you're still a champ. After this week or after this year, you said. Well, this this year coming up, what what are you what are your plans for this year? Other than obviously making the podcast, which I think was you know great. I think it's a fun way to interact with uh, everyone, see everyone's thoughts, you know, hear from people. Talking about personal plans, you're talking about fantasy plans. Fantasy, I don't give a fuck what the what the hell you do in your real life. Um, no, I just had the realization this morning. Um, I was eating breakfast. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna win the league. That's what I just came to that realization again. It happened to me last year too, and it's just I just get an innate feeling, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna win the league. And it's did, you wake, did you wake up after that, or what happened? No, no, no. I was eating breakfast, and I realized it. Are you feeling a little sick? Because I mean, I, I've been sick since Thursday. I mean, oh, maybe, maybe not, I gave it to you or something. I'm not a plano. I don't get sick. Yo, come on, listen, dude. I, I had to sell my soul this week. Yeah, you'll. I mean, I I made a deal this week. That's why I'm sick. And you know, we're getting better. You coming to Clazy's tomorrow, John? Probably not. Is Mike going to come? No, Mike's fucking sick. Oh, my God. Yo, I'm not going to be an absolute piece of shit and pull up the Clazies and get everyone fucking sick. Absolutely not. I'm not you. That's fair. All right. <laughs> Besides, it's the fucking giant Redskins game. Who the hell wants to watch that blowout? Yeah. Giants are just going to get shit on. Daniel Jones. Oh, that's what I want to ask you if you don't, if you don't mind. Uh, what do you think of your Giants, Mark, week one? I said uh, on the podcast – <laughs> and uh, I might be looking at 0-2 and, and the season's not even like two weeks in. It's not even like the second Sunday and we're already going to be 0-2 and 0-2 and usually means the season's over. So the season's over already if they all win tomorrow. So uh, are you going to retract your statement about uh, NFC East uh, championship? Or uh, I mean, it, it, I'm not saying that they can't win the NFC East, but statistically speaking, they don't have a good chance of doing anything if they start off 0-2. I put my, I bet, I got bet 25 to win like 90. Um, I could probably get better odds now, so I probably should have waited until they lost the first game. But, I mean, it was something that I thought. I thought the Giants were going to be really good, or not really good, but at least like 10, 11 wins, or I thought they were going to be bad. And week one shows they're not going to be good. I mean, I know it's only week one, but, I mean, Daniel Jones looks prime Daniel Jones. I mean, something that was interesting, I mean, what did you think of Kenny G, his first game as a Giant? Uh, I really wasn't. I really wasn't paying attention too much to, to the to the game. I was like watching it here and there. Because uh, I, I forgot what else I was doing, but I saw he was like kind of limited. Him and Saquon were limited. So I mean, I mean, Daniel Jones just fumbled again. I mean, I can't do anything. <laughs> that's my favorite. That's my absolute favorite when I see Daniel Jones fumble. I mean, you put it in the chat the uh, the other day about Daniel Jones and his fumbling. That's absolutely incredible. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. I just keep on watching old YouTube videos of their Super Bowl wins. and, and just... <laughs> Yeah, you got to cling on to the past, dude. Get you through the, the present. <laughs> yeah. They'll be brighter days ahead. I, I, I hope. I mean, they signed Kenny G to a fat contract. They're going to have to sign Barkley to a big contract. And, I mean, Barkley's been kind of kind of trash. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a good running back, but – uh been injured maybe maybe it's because i've been picking him in fantasy maybe this year he uh, breaks out that could be it all right well i think that wraps it up johnny 
Well, thanks for being on for this episode. Of and best of luck this week in fantasy. Thank you. You too. All right, everyone, that concludes episode two of the Jewel Fantasy League podcast. Thank you, James and John Plano, for being on this week. Hope to see everyone at Clazy's tomorrow night for the Giants-Redskins game. I'm going to hate myself for even watching this game. There will be another episode next week, uh, dropping at 9 p.m., recapping week two fantasy week two nfl and previewing week three and we i hope to have two more guests on next week thank you and see you guys tomorrow